Welcome to The Way Freedom Flies. I'm Anthony. I hope that you've all had a blessed week. You've been able to see through the multitude of stupidity out there and uh, get plugged in with your Bible, with God, and see the true ways that God can work through the stupidity that is out there. Um, it is just incredible. Now we see today, you know, it's been all over the news that Jack Smith, you know, the one that's pros trying to prosecute Trump, and looks like he wants to just prosecute all of the Trump supporters. Anybody that had a um, was accessed with tw Trump's Twitter account, uh, meaning, you know, if you liked, followed, muted, unmuted, he wants all of those lists. It is uh, getting ridiculous at the government's overreach, and I think it is starting to pile up to the point of no return. And what I mean by no return is no return for them. They're, they are not going to be able to put this back into a box, and the American people just ignore it. There's too many people out there that are just going to say, you know what, I... I have, you know, my God-given rights. This is a violation. And what's going to happen over time is that um, eventually, I don't know if this is, you know, soon or if this is down the line, is that people are just going to say government is unfixable in its current state. We need people that are elected that are willing to dismantle these groups in government and there eventually will become a time I, I had some great conversations over the thanksgiving week here and one of the conversations was uh, we were talking about uh, with a good friend of mine how are you going to continue down the path of where we are today but then um that's going to create a huge problem in the future, right? So how do you fix us continuing down that path, right? At some point, Social Security is going to have to be adjusted somehow. And I get it, right? People have played into that. But, you know, at some point, the people that get paid in will have to get paid out somehow. And I know it's in a bad state, but, you know, maybe you have people that at a certain age, they just don't get paid. They get to keep all their money. It doesn't get paid in, right? We stopped this Ponzi scheme and they get to keep money and we're going to have to fund that some other way, right? There is a time that that's going to have to come to head. There is a time where the Medicaid, Medicaid overpaying is going to come to an head, right? We have all these um, huge expenses there that are necessary, right? You could take some stuff with statutes currently today, um, to be able to kind of relieve that. But the the debt of how that has ballooned, you know, the just incredible spending that keeps on happening, the um, illegal immigrants, the FBI going and just doing un, unimaginable things against the American people, the government overreaching and want to be every part of your lives, all of this stuff is starting to add up and you see it in some areas of the current um you see it in some areas 
already where people are talking about this, where it is just not something they want to deal with. So with all these things starting to add up, when is it going to hit to a head in the mass you know, public arena, in the mass area, or enough? It doesn't have to reach like you know, 50%. It has to reach roughly 30%. Um, you can get, you can start doing stuff with 3% of people. Um, but I think once you hit 30%, the, the noise will be too, and the pressure be too large. And one thing it always is, is that their politicians right now are looking to be elected and kicking the can down the road is a way to get elected. I do believe that there will be a shift in this and if you don't start um following what the people say and cutting it off and cleaning this up you're going to have a problem right um when everyone says there's good people in the fbi i you know there, it's only a few bad apples where are the good people right if the good people are saying nothing are they good people that, and that's a question I propose to everyone out there, and they can a- answer that themselves, right? If there are good people, they'd stand up for the good things. They wouldn't let evil continue to, uh, to penetrate. In the CIA, is there anything good with the CIA, right? These were div- created at a time, different time, and many different things do run their course. Is the UN needed at this time? Is there any value to the UN? UN came out and said the United States people need to eat less meat. Is there any value to that? Is there, you know, we, you've heard me talk about enumerated powers, but is there a value to the Department of Education at a federal level? It's not enumerated. I don't believe there's any value to it. You have a hard time, you know, for me, even saying that there's a state value in it currently today of how it's constructed. A lot of this money that gets dumped into it and it increases all the time and you're throwing more and more money at it, you know, administrators are making, you know, even at some of these small schools, you know, $200,000, some of these administrators and teachers complaining, well, you know, there's an administrator making it. Why don't you guys start arguing between that stuff? Instead of asking for more money, because guess what? It's just going to administrators. And I get teachers aren't following that because they just don't pay attention enough. You know, they just don't have enough time in their hands for the months off they have during the year to be able to make that connection. (laughs) I know I'm being a little facetious here, but this is just the tip of the iceberg that is happening. And the Republican Party as a whole, and I'm going to talk more about the Republican Party than the Democratic Party because I don't. Th- I think the Democratic Party is in the mode of it doesn't matter what's going to happen. We are. It's the debt will keep rolling on. We'll be able to keep the government open. We'll be fine forever. I think that, that is their motto, and until they lose all the voters, until their party kind of self-destructs, that's the way it is, and it will happen because. Eventually, they're going to use up all their voters of different voting blocks they have of trying to keep them into their um, mind warp. And what will happen then is that they're going to have to go someplace else. Now, does that mean the Republican Party grows? I don't know. Does that mean that there's a new party that comes up? Could be, right? There could be a multitude of different things that come out of this. But we are in a a sea tide change that is happening and this this change is how everyone is going to position as this tide 
you know, happens. Um, you know, Republican parties have an opportunity, but the Republican party right now is too much trying to listen to the donor class. The problem is, is that the donor class at one point probably had better intentions at this point, right? The Republican donor that they're listening to is corporatism, not capitalism. And where the corporatism is, is where the last dollar is of how I make the most money, not what's best for a country or the people of that country. And there is going to be, there already kind of is, but I, I think a lot of people that vote Republican don't necessarily want to be part of the Republican Party. They don't want to be, you know, part of that. Now, you could change the Republican Party from the inside. I don't know how well that's going to work just looking from my from where i'm standing right i'm not part of the republican party as you've heard before i've been back and forth on if i should or if i shouldn't but i think that um at this time that's something i you know can't i'm still assessing is can you change it from the inside i don't know if that is completely possible just of how the republican party kind of goes after things i think that if you i i have a a a thought that if you do try to take change it from the inside they will make sure that that does not succeed in the long run because it is against what the donor class really wants out of the party and if that's the case the republican party is not going to be successful in the long run i think because the more and more people talk, I have a feel, you know, and this is just not me just, you know, looking on Twitter and seeing what people are saying. This is me actually meeting people out in the wild, you know, talking to neighbors and everything else is more and more people want somebody that's willing to take on some issues, willing to, you know, clean up some of the debt, willing to do some of these things that in the past Republican Party is willing to say something but not do something and and i and a lot of people want change from the current administration and you might be able to get you know and i'm talking federal administration but as a state side thing or as your down ballot options does that get people out to vote if you're going to not be committal on something, uh, you know, it's going to take a lot of people. And I believe that there's going to be need, uh, there's a need for a lot more Christians to get into politics and to be examples. Christian people need to start stepping up, need to start being in politics and being able to do a lot of this stuff. And take on and realize that it may be one term. Maybe that's what you're all called for. And we'll backfill you with another Christian candidate. We'll keep on doing it. But to stand up for what you believe in. And you will and be able to you know stand on your heels to make sure that you know the budget's balanced. To make sure we start getting you know the debt paid down. Making sure that we can take care of the people that paid into Social Security. 
and you know figure out what we're going to do in the future because social security technically is not an enumerated power right and these are things that you know i i do believe in all of that if you were to go down that route that if you are going to stand on your principles your guy given you know your guy given morals in you and you're going to stand on those and you know follow the bible and everything else god is going to you know look upon you and give you guidance to be able to navigate through some of the stuff that will continue to get you elected if you're doing his work i know a lot of this is you know a lot more people are like you know we got to have term limits and everything else does ter- while term limits may help does that get rid of and the breakdown of the donor class of what they're trying to do to America to extract the most amount of money out of it? That's what's really happening right now in our economy. And when you when you see this, right, when when you see how the economics actually work, right, the there is an extraction of wealth out of this country that has happened since World War Two. You have to really kind of get these trade agreements down to being where they are equal for everything so that there's not a lopsidedness. Then on the other side, right, how do you grow the the economics to make, you know, everything flourish here in America, right? Government is not to determine the outcomes of something. That's not what government is job is. Government's job is to get out of the way so that, you know, the American people or whatever country you are can flourish. The problem right now is the government is getting involved so much that there is no progress. There is just regress. And there's regression in here in twofold. One, you see that through the inflation, but you also see it through innovation. And you also see it through the piling of the debt of where the government is growing. So you're running into a multitude of issues here, which causes a bigger, you know, step back of, okay, how do we address this? And as this comes down, we either have to start realizing that we're going to have to deal with this now, and the Republican Party could be ahead of that. And I think if the Republican Party were to take an issue and say, as a party, if you're going to be a candidate, you have to be American first. You also have to make sure that these promises you stand on are things that you're going to continue to repeat and do in once you're elected. And one thing with if you're going to go through, you know, we believe you could say, you know, putting the Bible back in there, which I think would be a excellent staple. But also we will make sure that, you know, our spending and everything else will be cut. Right. Right now they said I was reading a little thing today. Let me pull this up again um, because I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, it costs right now of of the current border crisis. Now, this would be an executive branch type thing that the border crisis needs to be taken care of because that is in the guarantee clause um, protecting the borders. There, this is caught an assessment on this from what was the assessment? Who who did this assessment? That was done by the House Committee of Homeland Security. Uh, the majority report is that it is costing Americans right now 
$451 billion every year. So let's just think if we were to solve that problem, right? $451 billion, that's practically a half a trillion. So if we can solve a half a trillion, right, and be able to clean that mess up, that would be all of a sudden a, a huge step in the right direction. You'd be able to, you know, do a lot more. You, four hundred. Remember when they wanted what twenty-five? Trump wanted twenty-five billion dollars to finish the wall. Four hundred fifty-one billion now. If they would have just finished the wall, we would have been a, a lot. This mess would have been a lot harder to even happen. So Congress is complicit in this. Right, they, they have the strings of the, of what they can do with the money. This is them also being complicit in it. You know, at some point, right? Everyone's saying one side can't do this. Well, this is why you kind of need three parties, <laughs> because this whole thing of one side does this, then the other side is going to do it, and blah blah blah. We can't have that. We look bad. We, you do what is right. You don't do what looks and feels good what is right and this this sediment here of you know what you know they did some bad things but we don't want to be the ones that make it look bad is is what is ruining the country if you don't want to uphold the law then don't be, volunteer to be you know or be put into office I get it that we're having problems with elections and everything else and that they need to be cleaned up as well. But this is um, this is some of the stuff that we just need to think about, need to be able to do and think about because when we, when we get to a point, and just picture this, right? Because if we keep going down, let's say we keep going to the path we're currently on, like I mentioned before. And this path then gets up, and we're up to you know hundred billion dollars in debt, or hundred billion. I wish it was only that hundred trillion dollars in debt. You can't get any more credit. You are stuck here. You have to now make the hard choice. You can no longer go through and say we have time. There's no more able to borrow. You are stuck here. You have to make the hard choice. It's balance or not. It's 100% tax on everybody and have a revolt on your hands or not. You're, you know, economic-wise, it's hard to be able to grow out of it because the tax burden has to be so high in order for it to go up. People are always upset. Let, let's, you know, picture th that worst-case scenario. You're going in and, you know, the government might have too much control on stuff and everything else. Uh, they're trying to, you know, access all of your data records, everything, which they shouldn't have none. Everything should be done with a warrant at least. And a lot of stuff shouldn't be done, period, right, in my opinion. Um, well, not just mine, a constitutional God's, you know, opinion. <laughs> let's, let's look at that. So now you got a picture of everything just in a horrible, horrible state. You are, it is a stranglehold of what is currently happening, and that that is what you're looking at well here we are and that stranglehold is happening currently today i don't think that 
you can I don't we're not in the worst case scenario. We can still come back from this. But what we are is that once we get to that worst case scenario, you're really stuck. That means you're cutting stuff and people are just going to be upset, period. It doesn't matter. You have to make the choice. You have to do this because otherwise there's nothing. The society basically will go into anarchy, right? Because you won't be able to control anything. You won't be able to have a military. You won't be able to have even to pay your own salaries, Congress. You won't be able to pay Medicare, Medicaid, nor Social Security. That's all gone. You can't pay it. There's no money. You've left this get all out and you have not followed the own constitutional laws, the statutes that are already had to be able to get a hold of this and realize, you know, the medical stuff. We got some statutes on that to go after them. We have to, you know, cut back and realize, okay, maybe we can't just put $300 million to an FBI headquarters. We can't give money away to all these other countries. We can't give billions of dollars to Ukraine and Israel. We don't have that. We can't give money to Pakistan for weird pride junk. Any of that. You don't have, one, you don't have the authority for any foreign aid. You don't have the authority for Department of Education. You don't have any of that. Let's look at enumerated powers if anybody questions it. But you should have secured the border. You should have did all those basic things. And they won't have any money for that. Then you're going to be like, well, people are going to be standing up for themselves. You're going to have a such disconnect that everything's going to be crumbled, let alone local governments, let alone state governments. You think states and local governments are going to be able to um, uphold and do stuff? based upon the burden that you're going to put on them for the contract that's between the state and federal governments, it's going to get nasty between states. There's going to be a lot of different infighting and everything else. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying all this because I'm painting a picture trying to show what it would look like if you wait too long, if you let it get worse. I personally think we are in the time where people are waking up. We're going to get this cleaned up eventually. And I don't know all of my part in there, but I think that, you know, and I don't know your part at all, but I think that we all play a role in this. I think that, you know, I think, yeah, I'm a millennial. So I think in my generation, we're going to have to basically deal with this and clean this up. How does that look? Where does my role play? You know, God's still guiding me through that, but I think... You know, as we do, and I hope he's guiding through you as well, but I think as we look at it, we have a huge opportunity to be able to do this. We can't make the same mistakes that happened in the 60s and 70s, etc. Right? Roe versus Wade happened in the 70s. Took 50 years. Now we're finally through that aspect. And, it, and, you know, I get told by older pleader, we should have took care of it then. Well, I agree. But let's learn from that and let's correct it and get God back on our side. You know, if you're into that weird stuff, um, pride stuff, everything else, the murdering of people, whatever else, babies, whatever else you want to call it, abortion, etc. Uh, I hope that you have a coming to Jesus moment to come back to God. Uh, I pray that you have that, but I do not support 
your views. I do not support what you are doing. And that is demonic and evil. And I stand against that. Now, God is going to be on, you know, my goal is to have God with me and to work towards always being in following him. That is, you know, what I do every single day. I try to make sure I'm following him. Now, in all of that, my progress to make sure that I am growing myself, to make sure I carry out, to be able to help fix this. You know, many people are called, Mother Teresa was called to serve in other countries. And I'm sure many people out there are too. That just, God has not called me to do that. And I, I think it's amazing when those people can do it. But what God has called me to do, I think, is to help fix this mess somehow. Help get this country back on track and make sure that we're putting our best foot forward, taking, making sure that we have an environment for Americans to succeed. Will all Americans succeed? Probably not. Just the nature of people. Throughout history, some people have not succeeded. That's just the way it is. Would I like all people to succeed? Oh, yeah. It would be very fun to see every person you've seen, seeing all, like like in the good book says, uh, high tide raises all ships, if we can do that. But the government needs to be out of the way in order to do that. Government gets in the way with all of its stuff, with taxes, everything else, trying to make it harder for every American out there. <clears throat> you know, it would be great... It'd be great if we could go back and really realize what was happening in our government and go back to a time like before 1913 where, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, where there's a lot of different, um, there wasn't an income tax yet, right? There wasn't, that was just passed. There wasn't a lot of these taxes where there wasn't all this burden, right? We, we're probably about 50% tax roughly, depending upon where you are in the income tax bracket, um, that, and I say income tax, but there's a lot of other taxes, but where you are, there's a, about a 50, 40 to 50% tax on everybody. And, um, just think if you had a lot of that money back in your pocket, what you can do with it, how you can invest it, how you can help out others, etc. And, you know, 20% throughout history has been where people like to sit and they get upset for anything over 20%. Now, our government has done a very good job trying to hide all of that. And they hide it through taking it out of your paycheck right away. So you can't see it, right? All I want for Christmas is my gross. What if? What if, what if we were to do something radical? And I believe that we are in a time where we can do something radical. Where it's no more income tax. We're past amendment, get rid of it. Well, first, we get rid of income tax, and we finally pass the amendment, get rid of it completely, right? You, we go to national sales tax. That's the first pit stop. The, the, the second pit stop is to get rid of it completely. But let's get to just a national sales tax. And we can decide we can maybe skip food, maybe clothing, stuff like that. But I have it on luxury items, whatever. You could have different, you could maybe have two sales taxes, one on luxury items, one on non-luxury items have a different percentage, whatever you want, right? Let's just go to that. Let's do something of really major change. Then let's start being deciding, we got to start, you know, getting the government back. 17 intelligences, we just got to start lopping off things and getting back to the basics. Well, 
Would that change something? Would that maybe invigorate people behind you? You know, there's these ideas out there, and I, I have thought 20, 10, 15 years about different plans, everything else out there in politics. It's um, since I was in middle school, high school, I have enjoyed politics immensely. I have thought about different bills. I have thought about how you can change things and make sure it's better for people. In fact, my first ideas probably you would laugh at today. I still remember them of how I had structured them. But I have talked to many people, many different age groups and everything else, and I have modified it, all my ideas, to get back to the original intent. But not to leave anybody off in the process. Like Social Security... You know, yes, it's probably going to run out of money at some point. Yes, there there are these things that are bad. Should we? Is it enumerated power? No, but you, can you leave all those people off that have already paid into it? Absolutely not. It was their money, and you'd be stealing their money out of it. So you have to transition it all. And one of the biggest things I really feel for everyone on Social Security is is that you realize. That with all this inflation, with the government spending and everything else, actually devalues their Social Security, what they're getting into it. And it's not like they can just raise Social Security because the government's overspent on everything else. And they took that money and they've played with that money and everything else. So now you have a big problem. You're devaluing what they have. You're spending more and everything else. So let's have a dramatic change. Let's start making the changes. You know... Um, companies do this. Companies get stagnant, right? And then their competitors catch up and start kicking their butts. And that gives them an opportunity of telling, you know, as all their clients are moving off and they get to tell their clients, you know, we're going to come back, but we, we are making some major changes. And they can make those major changes to get that back. And they have an innovation. The problem with government is that they think that they can just keep on doing it. Everyone just uh, keeps saying, this is how it's always done. We need innovators in Congress. Remember, Congress, government have never been the best and the brightest, except for when we founded the nation. And then, you know, shortly after that, we had the best and brightest there. Um, But recently, we haven't had anywhere near the best and the brightest. You could say, you know, maybe we've had a person here and there. But can you imagine if we finally got some of the best and the brightest, some of the best and the best Christians, best, um, you know, the brightest Christians out there into government, what we could finally do, put God back in there, you know, like the founders did talk about God all the time, you know, you know, do stuff in a church. What, what if we did something radical where we actually increased the amount of representatives, Per, you know, per area, you know, get it back down to a little bit more of, you know, let's say, even 100,000 people per representative, maybe 50. Do we all have to go to um, Washington, D.C.? Or could you have, like, each chapter, each state have their own representatives sit there each, you know, or not even sit there, but you, you we have these technology to be able to do stuff. So you expand that to have the representatives. You know, I've been a huge fan of that we're electoral college or representative government. You know, maybe how each district votes for their representative is the vote that they, is that, that is equivalent to the electoral college. I get it. You have the senators. 
Maybe that's the popular vote of each state. I think that those are great ideas. We keep the representative form of government. In fact, we make it more representative. These are ideas that, you know, I've been a fan for that for over a decade. The Electoral College is amazing. But it's it's not really um, fully representative. Let's make it more representative. Let's make it each district. Now you were to increase, you know, how many, you know, representatives there are per thing or per um uh, per state, right? It's per, you know, per, you know, whatever, 100,000 population, 50,000 per population, whatever it is, you have those in those states, you split it out. We don't have a centered, you know, there's a lot of negative things of having everything in one place, right? Split them up, you have a little bit, you know, more things and, you know, inside the state. I know I'm running along here. There's a whole bunch we could go into how to pay for stuff. We could go into, you know, how you know how representatives could be paid. There's there's a whole thing in there, you know. My suggestion has always been, hey, you want a pay raise? Maybe it's each individual. You know, personally, the state should be paying for the representatives, well, and senators, and then maybe there should be a vote on if they get a pay raise or not. Right now, it's you know a federal thing; they get to vote on that. So I want to say thank you for listening to the way freedom flies. I really do appreciate everyone here, um, just you know, sharing the podcast. It really does help it out. I'm praying for everybody out there, and until next time, God bless.